how do I purify my spirit so that I can be led easily by the uh, Spirit of God? That's the point we are in our teaching. And I just want to read this scripture we have been reading for some time now. The book of Psalms, chapter 139, verse 23 and verse 24. David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the everlasting way. Now this has been um, our main thrust over the last few episodes. Trying to explain what it means when we say our spirits are leading us as Christians. Let me emphasize again, there is a will of God for every aspect of our lives individually. Alright? God has something he wants you to do. God has somebody he wants you to relate with. God has somebody he says don't relate with. God has a place where he wants you to live. He has a kind of ministry he wants you to operate. There's a way, a specific way he wants to operate that school, that's your business. God has a specific way. Now, how do I know those specific things? We've been saying again and again, he guides us into them. There are few, now let me just quickly say this. There are few occasions in which a man will say, I saw a vision and God said I should do this. Now, I need to emphasize the word few because sometimes Christians think that is the main way by which God leads Unfortunately, it is not. There are Christians who will live all their life through and they will not have that experience. Those who have that experience will have it once in maybe 20 years. Some once in five years. Some will dream dreams, all right, once in six years that are significant. Yet every night they dream dreams that are insignificant. God leads us different ways. However, one thing is common to every single one of us. The number one way by which God leads us is just by teaching us what is right and that which is wrong. That's all. Once you understand that, then you will find out that the rest will work itself out in your life. You understand? Now, so we've been explaining this. Why did we read this? Sometimes people come to you and say, my spirit said to me, and I've been emphasizing it. Yes, indeed, their spirits can say, it does not mean it is God. That's why I be- believe that Christians should be careful to rather use expressions like, I perceive. It seems good to me. Those are the things, because it's nothing wrong. You know, Paul sometimes will tell you that, I have a commandment from God, and he'll give a word to the Corinthians. Then that says, I do not have a commandment of God, but I have the Spirit of God. That is, I understand the way God does things. So it is possible for us, therefore, to think our spirits are leading us, and indeed, it is not the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to emphasize. That's why we must pray that prayer. We must, because the things that are inside a man's heart, his anxious thoughts, often speak to him. His anxious thoughts will make him leave Lagos and go to uh, Port Harcourt. His anxious thoughts can make him leave Nigeria and go to the United States. And that's why we are saying, try me and know my anxious thoughts. If you find your anxious thoughts, I was explaining last time, you solve your anxious thoughts before God, before you can be sure that you are being led by the right spirit. Your spirit, because you are a Christian, leading you does not mean it is right. Because the voice of the Holy Spirit is diluted and polluted and distorted by our anxious thoughts. So, why is a man leaving Lagos and going to Port Harcourt? Somebody told him that there, he'll be able to quickly get into oil business. And there, he'll be able to make money. And his anxious thoughts have been, let me make money. So, what do we need as Christians, therefore? To pray that God will reveal to us what our anxious thoughts are. Because when we know those anxious thoughts, then we cannot lay them down. I said something last time. Listen, it is not the plan of God really that you suffer. He doesn't want anybody to suffer. We, we, as Christians, we are supposed to endure. We must have the capacity to endure bad things. But bad things is not the God that God just likes people to suffer. No. But he's saying that you must not think suffering. All right? You don't want to be hungry. For that reason, I cannot go to a back and go and work because there are not many businesses there. If God leads you there, please, 
you will know the leading of the Holy Spirit when you have removed your anxious thoughts. You get my point? But you see, you can, if God leads you there, you must be able to endure difficult times. That ability to endure is what marks out Christianity. Faith, real faith, is not by what I can get. It's what by what I can give up. Things I can live and let be. You understand? What marks Christianity is the ability to sacrifice. So you see, God wants us to be able to sacrifice things. I'm just going to emphasize the fact that so it's not his perfect plan that we should be in poverty. So if you have anxiety concerning poverty, how do you solve your anxiety? That's my preaching. I solve my anxiety by going to pray. Last time we read the prayer of Jabez again, in which Jabez said, I'm a son of sorrow, that's what my name is. My life has been characterized by sorrow. How do I solve it? He said, no, no, I'm going to marry a rich man. I'm going to marry a rich woman. And then when I'm now saying the Holy Spirit is saying to me, I should marry this person, actually it is my anxious thoughts that is directing me to go and marry the person. Jabez said, no, I will not solve my problem like that. That's in First Chronicles chapter 4. Jabez said, what I will do is to pray to God. He said, oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Lift, let your hand be upon me and keep me so I don't suffer troubles. And the Bible says that God granted his request and the man became rich. The Bible says Jotan became mighty because he ordered his ways before his Lord, his God. So if you want to be rich, if you want to be mighty in life, what you do is go to God and pray to him. You can marry a rich man today and in two years, all you and your husband, you are poor. The only thing that helps you become rich in life and does not keep poverty waiting for you in front is the blessing of God. So what you need is to ask for God's blessing. What am I emphasizing? Let your anxious thoughts not lead you and you, you keep on claiming it is the Holy Spirit. I hear it all the time. All right? A man doesn't want to be in obscurity. He said, my, Holy, my spirit says you're going to start my own ministry. Look, starting your own ministry is good. I started my own ministry. Just to illustrate, all right? It was not because of what I wanted to get. It's not because of what I want to personally achieve for my own glory. It is because I said this is the opportunity I will have to propagate the gospel of truth. Like you are listening to me preach at this particular moment. All right? But some people say, let me start my own ministry. That way I'll be able to have a regular income. Money is not the reason why they are. That is what is leading them. You've been in a church. A pastor will say that, okay, my spirit says that we should take a second offering. It is not his spirit as the Holy Spirit. It is that, look, the first offering you guys give is not complete. It's not enough. And we have things we want to do with money. So let's take a second one. Look, these are the things they call anxious thoughts. And I want to emphasize it again. As Christians, we must fight a battle against our anxious thoughts. Because the anxious thoughts they lead, when they lead us, we think it's the Holy Spirit. Yet, following that so-called leading of the Spirit, we go into error. We disobey the order of God. And that's why I said to us before, the primary thing every Christian should learn is the knowledge of truth. I gave an example the other day that no angel can come to me. I say I'm broke. He said, look, nobody will see you. I'm an angel. I'm protecting you. We're not going to the bank to go and steal somebody's $20,000 that he's trying to lodge. I don't care how glorious he looks. He's a thief, all right? And that thief cannot be a genuine angel of God. It will be an evil spirit disguising himself as an angel of light trying to deceive me. But how will I know that? Because this angel is going against the prescribed order of God. One of the ways, very important, you used to know whether that is what is leading you is along the line, because God is very kind. He knows sometimes, all right, that we are being deceived. You understand that is when this is happening. He said, let me help this child of mine know that this thing is not right. You see, the Holy Spirit says, I should just move and move to this particular uh, country. The Nasa, all right, to get there, you will bribe somebody. To get there, you will say you are married when you are not married. Those are the things that will quickly let you know that this angel is not the angel of light. He's the angel of trouble. Are you getting my point? He said, but my spirit said the spirit was wrong. 
Alright? And even the so-called leading of the Spirit, sometimes it has a timing. It may, this may not be the time. One way by which God guides you concerning whether what you are doing is right or in the right season is simply by, you know, that is every step you are taking, make sure it's a step taken in overt righteousness. It's okay, God is the one that's leading to this place. Okay, make up your mind. I'm not going to tell a single bit of lie. I will walk over to the American embassy and tell them, I am going to your country, I'm not going to come back. See whether they will give you a visa. If they don't give you, then go back home, God has not led you. Or maybe it's another time. And then let me just quickly add this one. You cannot keep kicking against the pricks, that is, keep kicking down a door that God has shut against you. Eventually that door may open, but it will not bless you. That's the point I'm trying to make in all of these things. So what do we do? Let me go over it again. We can't say it enough. We go back to Psalm 139. Pray like David. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful thing in me. And then you can lead me in the everlasting way. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com and do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.